This is your guy, Rome Trav from the Mid-Range Ain't Dead podcast. It's your boy, Amp Anderson, the coolest one right next to you, Rome. It's the Z to the I to the G-G-Y. No, you'd rather see me die than see me fly. <laughs> How y'all feeling about this week? Oh, yeah, I, we miss, so, I miss you, Z. Hey, man, I feel great. I feel great after that. I no. feel way better about this week now that you just did that. I, I needed to hear that. Yo, that, hey, that touched me in a special place, man, in my soul, man. Oh, man, that was great. Now, let's start off with the hometown Browns, man. They got a big win in Cincinnati. Um, I didn't watch much of the game, but I seen that Nick Chubb went crazy, and they had a lot of turnovers that helped the Browns. Uh, what do you think, Amp? Man, the Browns did what they need to do every game. You know what I mean? Don't put the don't put the game in Baker's hands. Put it in Nick Chubb's hands. Like it's, I mean, it's it's Turn very simple. Yeah, it's very it's very simple. You know what I mean? Baker is a game manager, and he managed the game very well this past Sunday. Um, the Bengals are kind of starting to turn into the team that you know I mean most of us thought that they were going to be before um, the season started. A lot of careless turnovers. I think Joe Burrow leads the league in interceptions now. Because Mahomes finally, or they like tied. I think they like tied. They might, they might be tied, or I don't know. One and two. Yeah, one and two, something like that. But um, they look bad, and you know, I mean, Cleveland controlled the game from beginning to end. Uh, their defense played well, with obviously the help of you know, I mean, since he just turned the ball over, and you know. A lot, couple RPOs, you know what I mean? And Baker play, did what he was supposed to do. And Nate Chubb did what he always does. So, you know what I mean? It was a great, it was a, it was a great win for them. And, you know, it was, that's, that's the recipe for success for them. Yeah. Um, I think that the Browns defense is really, really getting overlooked from last week. Like, I, I know there's been people, or Cleveland fans have been down on them for their performance so far. But, um, Really, the Browns put up 41 points, and they only put one drive together that whole game because their field position was so good most of the time. Um, they only had they had a drive that Baker put together, well, the team put together in the first quarter that was nine plays, 75 yards. Every other touchdown, they had a one-pass touchdown to Peoples-Jones, a 70-yard a run by Chubb. And other than that, it was scores from like thirty yards, thirty-five. So like they didn't really have to. The game work. was skewed. The game was skewed a little bit. Yeah, I mean they got out to a seven-nothing lead off of a defensive touchdown, and from there it's just like the Bengals just gave it up to them. They they constantly had a short field all game. Yeah, but I, I looked at Baker's numbers, and um, really, you know, completion percentage was good, but um. It's the same game he had two of the last three games while Odell was still on the team. Um, statistically, over 66%, um, two touchdowns, over 218 yards. He's done that. That's three of the f- last four games. So it wasn't really as different as everybody is making it seem. It was just, you know, you're starting off in good territory. You got the lead. So didn't have to, you, didn't, like you didn't have that. to do much. It's just, it's you know, I mean, the defense, the defense took it well. The Bengals kind of made it easy for the defense to take care of what they needed to do, but you know, what I mean, the, the you know, what I mean, the Browns' offense and Baker they didn't have to do too much, and it kind of just kind of went in their favor the, the the whole game. So, I mean, it's a good win for them. You know, what I mean, they got to go into New England this upcoming week, 
which will be a tough game for them. And, you know, I mean, we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, it was a good win. They needed that win. They needed that win. In the worst way. In the worst way. Let's talk about how they released OBJ and uh, he wasn't picked up off waivers. And what, what, what exactly does that mean when he's not picked up off waivers? Does it contract? I mean, that he gets to pick his own team for the first time in his career. Like, he'd never been a free agent before. He drafted by the Giants. He was traded to the Browns. And not getting picked up on waivers just means that that contract is officially over and where so, he picks up now. Is so does he, he get does he get that money or not? He gets some of the money. So they negotiated a settlement when they released him. So he's gonna, uh, it's like a NBA buyout almost. Now, if somebody picked him up on waiver, they would have been entitled to picking up the rest of that contract, and they would owe him seven and a half million dollars. So that that seven is gone. Yeah, most of that's gone. Hmm. But that's interesting. The, the freedom might have been worth it to him. People forgetting throughout this whole thing, he has not said a word. Yeah, he really so, hasn't. <laughs> I got to give him kudos, man. You know, people have been talking bad about him and all that stuff. He ain't. He literally hasn't said not one word this whole time. This whole time, you know what I mean? He went good out there. Yeah, yeah, good or bad. He ain't said nothing. You know what I mean? So the distractions wasn't coming from him. You know what I mean? And I read a tweet that said uh, a lot of people who are who are Baker fans are the same people that voted for Trump. Y'all take that however y'all want to. But that's how the, that's how the people who because I've been reading I've, I've been reading threads about it. You know, I, I like to just see what people are saying, who who is saying what. And I actually unfollowed a couple of people by just because of the the way what they were saying. You know, I don't mind that people disagree with my opinion, but I don't like certain keywords that people were using. Keywords, key. keywords is just certain keywords just trigger me. So then it's like you saying certain things without saying, it. you know. Um, and it was crazy because if it was two white receivers or two, uh, I mean, a black receiver and a black quarterback, I think the the language would be different amongst the fans, but the language, because the, there's a big racial divide and people can't get their other stuff off, is this a chance for them to get their stuff off? Uh, you know what I mean? Because like Baker, uh, uh, Baker is an uh, average quarterback and OBJ right now is an average receiver, but culturally, culturally, OBJ is a star. You sure. know, like people, like especially black people, and especially black women, they love OBJ. Like he's a cultural star. And just to see people see their words for him, you know, like just certain words that triggered me. And uh, it was weird just to see that. You know, I had to say that. I had to get that off. Everybody I saw who was very, like, very, very much defending Baker Mayfield, if you squint, they look just like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, and, you know, um, you know, it, it was really, I'm not trying to say this about Baker so much, but Baker seems to represent the mediocre and people feel very attached to that. They see themselves in him. Um, yeah. yeah. And so foot, he's a six foot white guy. And he's pudgy. <laughs> like, not really, he's not really in shape you know you know he's not a great athlete uh he, he he has a i would say he used to have a good arm but uh i i just think that it's, it's it's strange that you know even when there's no racial issue that like you know like it's a football issue but it's still a racial issue you know like you can sense it 
Yeah, you can feel like the racial undertones um, with the with the people, man. And you can, it's weird. It's just weird to me um, that people can't disagree about two people in a different race without being racist about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. There, there were, there were some, I mean, racial undertones when it came to people discussing the situation. Um, all in all, my opinions on it is just that you know, I, you guys know about how I feel about Baker. He's he's average. He's been average. He's gonna always be average. I don't, I don't see, it, I don't see that changing. Um, OBJ definitely didn't perform to his abilities while he was in Cleveland. You know, what I mean, some of that is on him. Uh, the rest, the other other parts of that is on the, the the coach and on Baker. You know, what I mean, that's the reality of the situation. But I, I feel like the disrespect that Baker, I mean, sorry, not Baker, that OBJ got during this whole this whole situation was just was was kind of crazy for me. You know what I mean? Because obviously his numbers were down across the board and they've been down since he ever, since he got to Cleveland. I actually had a thousand yard season while he was in Cleveland. But did. yeah, I think the first that first year he was there, I zig, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. Um and I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like once he gets to actually show that he can still play, because I feel like people think don't he can't play no more. You know what I mean? But it's only one way to find yeah, out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. But you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And so that first season, he was over a thousand yards. He had thousand thirty-five. Um, I think a lot of people like the tape. Actually, the tape that was released that was reposted by his dad, not edited by his dad like people got kind of wild with that thinking that his dad made this tape but um that tape showed a lot of people that this man can still get open even if he's not the same coming off of that knee injury right now i think it might have actually boosted his value having this film out there versus looking at the numbers because if those passes are complete those numbers are different but with those passes not even attempted then you know then you're I, looking I at. I gotta watch the video. I didn't see it. You know, I was trying to stay away from it because I wanted to be non-biased. Like, you know, I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't watch the video, so I don't. I don't know. Some of it was legit. He was open and not looked at. Some of them were. He was open after the after Baker already started to throw it, and so it wasn't really what it seemed like. But there was a great deal of times of him being open, and I get it that Baker wasn't expecting somebody to improvise, but. Um, I've seen a lot of that too. Well, so they were saying that a lot of people were saying that uh, OBJ wasn't running the routes that were called in the huddle. And so when you say improvise, can you ex can you go a little bit deeper into that? And what you mean by that? Yeah. So like, if there's a a post route that was called, but Odell noticed that the safety's cheating on that, he might not run that route, and so he break outside. He's open, but that's not where Baker's expecting him to be. So he either hesitate, double clutch, or just look somewhere else because he so, don't know what's so going on. So basically when the play blows up, Baker isn't creative enough to get OBJ the ball, is what you're saying. Yeah, and, but sometimes it wasn't even a play blowing up. It was just, I'm out here, I see something different, and I see an opening, I'm going to take it. And whereas a Mahomes would be like, yeah, we going for that? <laughs> um, Baker's just he playing within the structure of the offense. And not, not taking advantage of that opportunity. You know what? And he playing 
within the structure of the offense because basically what you just said, Zeke, in my mind, is that he's not talented enough to play outside of the structure of the offense. <laughs> That's just what it, it's what it sounds like. Everything he said is gonna sound negative about Baker. To you, you already don't like Baker. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just. I mean, I'm I'm just mentioning it because I understand uh, when certain plays are called, you expect people to be in certain places and and certain things. But at the same time, you also have to be able to recognize that you know we have to be able to move on the fly. Some things, right? Uh, you know, don't go as planned, and we have to you know, move accordingly. But in football, I think it's a little bit harder than in basketball because it's uh, it's smaller, the court's smaller, and there's more – it's easier for you to freestyle. And football is bigger. You got guys chasing you, in, and it's a little bit different. So I under I understand both sides of the coin on that one. So you know? in, in my opinion, and I'm just, I'm just being real, I don't feel like this is hating or anything like that. I feel like the lack of his physical abilities – Kind of, limit, He's limited. kind of limit him from doing that. You know what I mean? And, you know, OBJ probably is thinking, you know, I mean, because say what you want about Eli Manning. He wasn't physically limited to much. He just, he couldn't move that well. But he had, but a, he, cannon. But he had a cannon. You know what I mean? He could get the ball where it needed to go. And, you know, OBJ coming from New York to Cleveland, you know, he ran into some, obviously, there's a big difference there. You know what I mean? And he's thinking like, okay, let me run to this spot because I know it's open. But OB, uh, Baker's thinking like, well, I know that spot is open, but I actually can't get it there. You know what what if he just didn't see him? And, it, and it, sometimes it, I think it is well, processing yeah, issues. Very well, um, very well couldn't have seen him as well. And I, I agree. And Eli can look at a play before it happens. And, you know, he had that experience of, I know where people are going to be. Baker seemed to second guess that a lot on those routes. So if he might not see the same thing that the receiver is seeing, and that can be a problem because if you're so structured, it's easy for you to game plan against that if you're the defense. Um, but yeah, they just couldn't make make jazz. Basically, they had to be within this structure of where you do everything exactly. And sometimes, you know, especially in football, sometimes your route isn't open, but the intent is for you to. Get, get somebody, somebody else, else open. And if Baker's just off doing his own thing, I mean, not Baker, but if Odell's off doing his own thing, he might not be open up that other person and he wasn't expected to be open. So, like, I give him that somewhat, but you do need to be able to do that. If you can't do that, then you're the definition of a system quarterback and that's not somebody I'm trying to give $40 million to. That is literally the, 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 talk, talk about <laughs> the, the definition. Uh, all right, let's move on. The Broncos, your boys, Amp. Hey man, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was, a lot hey, more proud this week. <laughs> hey man, yeah, hey man, I had a bad week last week, man. Last week he had his head in his chest. Man, now he I, got his head <laughs> to the sky. You no, know, I you know what, but I'm but I've always been I've always been real honest about the Broncos. Like you know, I mean, yeah. they started fast. I knew that was gonna happen, I knew it was gonna fall off after that. But you know what I'm saying? I was upset. They let Von Miller go. That definitely pissed me off. But in the grand scheme, once you know what I mean, I let my I took my emotions out of it. You know what I mean? I looked at what they're trying to do moving forward. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? They're trying to open up some, trying to open up some cap for next for this upcoming offseason to possibly bring in whoever at quarterback. And, space. and on top of that, this week, they smashed the fucking Cowboys. Don't let that 30 to 16 score fool you. 
it was really a shutout. It was really a shutout. Like them late, them late touchdowns that they got. Nah, we ain't going there. They really got smashed for real. But the, you know, the Broncos played well, man. They, they played well, man. They went in the Jerry World, did they think? You know, I mean, it was a good Sunday. It's a good Sunday. Man. It looks like a good Sunday, man. Uh, I I didn't watch the game, um, so I can't comment on it on the game. But I can make this comment that I've been telling all my Cowboys fans. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. You know, the the I said, look, y'all, calm down. Y'all haven't played anybody. Relax. They said, what are you talking about? We almost beat the Bucks. I said, listen, y'all lost. <laughs> then y'all played the Eagles, <laughs> the 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 Jag. They played a bunch of bum teams. They beat the Chargers, I think, was the only. Yeah, they beat the Chargers, and the Chargers kind of went on a. And that's the, but that's the only team with a winning record that they beat. So they haven't played anybody. And that's what I try to tell them. And the, I know Mike McCarthy. Like, I know him intimately. Like, he ain't my friend or nothing, but he was the coach of my team for a very long time. Close personal relationship with Mike. As a fan, I do, because I know that man. I know that means. <laughs> I know what he's about. And he's a very, very good coach, but he's not a great coach. He's not going to be able to coach you guys, the, those Cowboys, to the next level. And when they signed him, that's where I thought they would be, you know, in the middle of the pack, never really ascending to anything. And then when you see games like this, it just lets me know that I was right about the Cowboys. They ain't playing nobody. Yeah, it was it was a it was a bad it was a beatdown. Like he said, it was it was thirty nothing until I think about eight minutes. Well, whenever they scored, it was what four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, it was a thrashing. This is the worst that I've seen Dak look in quite some time. I know he's coming off the injury, but he said that that wasn't the issue. Um, yeah, it it was just a it was just a thorough beatdown. Um. You know, I was happy about the late touchdowns. I needed those in fantasy, <laughs> but it, it was ugly. Yeah, I mean, I just, like I said, man, Dallas haven't played anybody. They, they are in the NFC least. And when you look at their schedule, they had, they, you go down the list, man. They lost to the, they lost to the Bucks, one position game with the Chargers. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Giants. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Vikings, and then they get like they haven't played anybody. That Patriots win actually is is may turn into like kind of an impressive win at this point because they're playing really well. He played against a they, they beat a well, rookie I mean, quarterback in a, overtime. Yeah, okay. Like you know, like they they they're going to end up being serviceable, but they're not going to make they're not going to make the playoffs. Who the Patriots not going to make the playoffs, bro? Sure about that? No, I'm not sure about that. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, at, with, a, with a rookie quarterback, they always hit walls in the NFL where they lose two or three games, sure. and then they end up, you know, being eight and eight or whatever, eight and nine now that they got an extra game. They a trash division. They are, but you know, they they could make it. But I just see I just see these Cowboys losing a lot more games than they start winning because they play the Chiefs, and then they got the Raiders, they got the Saints. I mean, and they got the Cardinals with them, so they have some some where they could very well lose a lot more games. Yeah, they win that division, but they might be looking at 
playing. Well, they'll probably be looking at playing a game that first weekend, and teams don't seem scared to go to Dallas. No, teams, no, love, teams love going to Dallas. Jerry's World is awesome from what mm-hmm. I hear. People love it there. You know the saying, I love it here. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about the – we're not going to talk about it, but we're going to mention the Dolphins got a win, Ziggs. <laughs> yes, sir. We're not going to talk about that game, but we're going to mention The Texans a big win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, any win's a big win in the NFL. Because now you're losing draft position. <laughs> hey, we, we all have our picks. So. Oh, so That's the Eagles pick. We terrible, but we got the Niners pick. So Y'all might, y'all might get a high pick, probably 12. Um, but let's talk about how the Bills just were terrible against the Jags. They were awful, man. So, you know, we need to maybe we need to start having a conversation about the Bills. Maybe they're they aren't just as good as as you know people wanted to make them out to be here very early. Um, you want to crown them, then crown them. Yeah, because I don't know, man. Them, them Bills, they looking. They're looking funny in the light. They're looking real, real funny in the light. They're looking real funny in the light. Let me. Josh Allen like, had two interceptions, and one of them actually thrown to a guy named Josh Allen. No, and he was sacked by Josh Allen. And he fumbled, I think. Uh, like, yeah, he, and Josh Allen recovered it. Like, Josh Allen recovered it. So Josh Allen kicked his own ass. This week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know uh, uh, <laughs> or how high with uh, I need to slap myself. <laughs> he was getting tore up, man. So, I've been so mad. So you know, man, I'm kind of looking at it here, you know, and you know, the Bills they beat they beat the Dolphins. They're kind of like the Cowboys of the AFC almost. You know what I mean? They they beat Washington. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Texans. Um, they beat the, the Chiefs, Chiefs and the Dolphins that's not, again. Yeah, that's not. That's those not aren't really. those aren't really great wins. You know what I mean? Like they lost to the Jags, they lost to the Steelers, um, and they lost to the Titans, which the Titans is kicking everybody's ass right now. But but still, like you know what I mean? Who did who has who have the Bills actually beat for them to be crowned one of the better teams in the AFC? And I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the fence like you wrong with Dallas. Like it's it's kind of. I mean, they ain't really played nobody. Who have they played? Yeah, the they're and the thing is, Josh Allen's numbers they compare to last year's pretty favorably. Actually, he's about the same. But if you watch those games, they are not the same. <laughs> it's not the same game. Who, um, who's missing? Did anybody leave? Like, what's going on? It's basically the same. I mean, they added Emmanuel Sanders. They should have been better. It's just he's. He had the best season of his life last year. He never put up – he didn't dominate the way he dominated last season in high school or even in college. That's the really the – I don't know how that happens to somebody, how you make it to the NFL and then have the best season of your life. But to ask him to repeat that wasn't really realistic anyways. But, I mean, the numbers, they look good whenever you get to play the Dolphins twice and you play the Chiefs and you play the Texans. It's a, it's a good way to get those numbers up. But, you know, when you're only putting up six against Jacksonville, I think the truth starting to come out a little bit. Yeah, they're looking funny in the light. They look funny in the light when the spotlight on. All right, man, let's keep it moving, man. We're going to go to Tennessee, beat the brakes off of L.A., man, with, man. without Derrick Henry. It was pretty strange. So, if we go back three weeks – me and, me and Rome sat up here and said, you know, 
can can the Titans beat the Chiefs, or and then come back and beat the Bills, or whichever whichever way that went. And then you know, I mean, they, they've had a supposedly they, they've had a tough ass they had three tough, weeks. They had one of the toughest schedules I didn't see. And to their credit, you know, I mean, uh, ain't Brable their coach? Yeah. And shout out to him because he got them boys playing. Now, mind you, they was out; they were without Derrick Henry this past week. Um, but they went into LA and they smashed them boys. Like it wasn't like you know they gave they, that might have been the worst game I've seen Matt Stafford play since he's been in LA. Obviously, he's you know he's only played half a season so far. That's but, for sure the worst game I've seen. But he's my that was that was a really bad game. That was a really bad game. So shout out to Tennessee, man. Maybe they can hold it together until D, until D. Henry get back I or just, if he comes back. I, I just don't, don't understand how you can lose to the Jets. Yeah, that was a bad. One. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they probably would wish they could take that one back. I just don't get it. Like I don't like I don't get the like, I don't get the Titans. I I would never put my money on them um, long term because I don't get them. Like you know, I, I, maybe they play to the level of their competition. But they like they. How you lose to the Jets? Come back and beat two of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just the Jets. Really, I still don't understand how that game happened myself. But I wasn't a believer in the Titans, and I feel like I'm getting forced to it. But I just don't know if anybody in the league is good right now. <laughs> Everybody suck, bro. <laughs> Everybody stinks. This is weird. Like, it's going to be like, who's the best, worst team? And, like, I guess that's that's all that – like, yeah, it's just going to be who gets hot at the right time, I guess. Um, is Tampa still good? I, I can't – like, some, somehow, somehow Brady's going to be involved at the end. God, but the Packers with Rodgers, yeah. I believe in them. Oh, oh he, he definitely has to be involved for them to have any kind of belief. Man, oh my god, man. Yeah, I, I don't really have a, a, a whole lot because, like, I mean, we got Adrian Peterson scoring touchdowns in 2021. Man, like, I don't know how to get his year back. He like he like he redshirted. So yeah, man. You know, <laughs> I thought it was interesting to uh, you know just to kind of talk about that game. I thought it was interesting what the commentators kind of said. About Adrian Peterson's running style now, like he was he was running the ball kind of up high. I mean, and for all the football aficionados out there, I'm sure they probably understand what I'm talking about. And I, and I guess for AP, that's typically not how he runs. He runs with his you know head down, shoulders in the eye, and so he may be a little bit out of practice or out of rhythm. You know what I mean? Because it definitely did look so. So I, so I went back and I watched a couple. Adrian Peterson highlights just briefly just to see what they were talking about because I didn't understand, you know what I mean? And and it um and it definitely is a difference. I don't know if that's because he's older, which probably has a lot to do with it, but um he definitely wasn't hitting them holes like he usually do. But you know, give it some time. I'm sure it'll probably come back to him. But I think that was a solid pickup for Tennessee. And you know, who knows? Who knows what happened? Yeah, you just gotta hold it down for about six weeks. Six to ten weeks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'll see Derrick Henry actually coming back because I don't know. They say it looks promising. What they said, well, where his where his foot is broken at is like on the outside, and that's 
cause for concern. And you know, I mean, especially for a running back, because that's kind of where you, you know, uh, shift and you know, I mean, make all your cuts, or whatever you want to call it. So I don't know. I just don't like it's. It's either everybody sucks, or the Titans are really good. Yeah, like they beat a lot of good teams, man. Like they beat a lot of good teams. And like they can play worse because the schedule now they got New Orleans with the backup quarterbacks, they got Houston, they got the Patriots, they got the Jaguars, the Steelers, the Niners, who will have given up by then, the Dolphins and the Texans again. Like they. They probably be favored yeah. to win every single one of those games. They can run the table. Like they realistically, like they're gonna be expected to win those games. Like you said, they're gonna be favored. And I just don't know if they're even good though. Like, you know, like just like every year when they go to the playoffs, except for that one year when uh, Tom Brady threw the interception. But every other year they get there and they just, you know, flounder. They just not not a good team. But I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise me and if they're, you know, God up there is just going to send them to the Super Bowl and we could be, you know, the Packers could be the new Super Bowl. That would be awesome for me. Like, I would, like, but we struggle with guys who run in the playoffs, so maybe we don't need to see them. If they um, win out, they get that by, and then I, Henry will be back. Yeah, so that's very possible. Well, that'd be ideal for them. It's very possible. It looks like the tougher part of their schedule is probably. It's over, bro. They had a super tough schedule. They beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Cardinals, too. They beat the Cardinals. No, they the lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the yeah, Cardinals. Cardinals is, yeah. Cardinals and the Jets. They lost to the best team and one of the worst. And then they and then they beat um, – you know, they had a crazy schedule. Yeah, they beat so the Rams. They beat the Colts twice. They beat the Chiefs. And they beat the Bills. Like and they got to play the Colts again? They don't have to play the, – they beat them twice already. Yeah, that's the – it's kind of promising. I mean, they got to go – they gotta go to New England. They gotta play the Steelers too. Um, they crip walking all the way to the finals, man. Yeah, is is Arizona good? I forgot about that. They They're still good. Have... They kind of getting hit with a lot of injury bugs. Like it's kind of it sucks because I like Kyler Murray and you know I mean I like that team, but. They're, they're kind of getting – I feel like they're getting hit with a lot of random injuries. Right they, now. they smacked the 49ers with without their, without their two best players. It's Colt McCoy time. <laughs> I don't know how he keeps getting a job. Like this is very frustrating. Like <laughs> he's he... over twenty million in his career now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what? I know I was better at what I did than Colt McCoy. Man, the backup quarterback is a lucrative position. Yo, I would rather be the third string quarterback. I'm not gonna lie, because you know he ain't never getting. He's gonna suit up. <laughs> yeah. Get a check though. He definitely get the check. I would, you need gotta practice with the uh with the practice team. That's probably the best person to party with is the third string quarterback. Oh man, he's probably living a good life. But anyway, <laughs> but I digress. We digress. <laughs> Yo, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers and that situation they got going on over there. Well, that situation, I think it's more it's more evident what, what the deal really is. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't respect protocols, um, misled people to believe he was vaccinated. Um, and after he did that, he, he violated protocols on more than one occasion. Um, there's video, there's audio, there's even video in 4K, like of him just, uh, just, just 
How you let him catch you in 4K? <laughs> Basically, he's just twisting his words up. Uh, yeah, he definitely danced he's around. A, yeah, he's an asshole. That's <laughs> Like, but we already knew that. But, yeah, but like sure. he, he like stamped it though. Like with the whole with this whole situation, it was a like he definitely twisted his words into making people think that you know, all right, he definitely has to be vaccinated. Like you know, that by the way he acted. Yeah, you know, um, and I like what Coach Matt Lafleur did. What he did, he was deflect, deflect, deflect. Um, they was asking him questions about how Aaron Rodgers was allowed to break protocol. Um, and he would always say, like, you know, around the facility, he didn't break protocol. Only time he broke is when he saw y'all. And he said, like, that's not my job to control protocol in here. And so he he basically, like, got out of it. Like, hey, that's on y'all, not on me. Whose job is that? Well, I mean, as publicist? <laughs> it's got to be like somebody in the organization has to be they, responsible for that role. They should hire a guy to be the. Let me be that guy. Hey, put your mask on. Hey, put your mask on. But, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, what I mean, it just came out today that the NFL fined uh, the Packers about roughly three hundred thousand and fined Aaron Rodgers uh, almost close to what fifteen grand or something like that. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it's a slap on the wrist, basically saying, you know. It's not even a slap on the wrist. Yeah. That's a tickle on the ear. Yeah, you know what I mean? Basically saying, if you do it again, I think it's, Zig, I believe you said it uh, when we're, uh, before we started, yeah. that they'll lose draft picks if they do it again. So, obviously, they get the hint. You don't want to go that far. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Aaron Rodgers probably didn't lose any sleep over this. He got to get a little vacation. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe he's a little bit sore. Maybe he needs a little bit of rest up, a little extra week besides the buy. He cost yeah. he, co- he cost us the buy. Oh, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, y'all had the tiebreaker over the Cardinals, but now y'all got a worse record than the Cardinals, so y'all got to chase that game back for the rest of the year. Yeah, and that that's what frustrates me is like this the lack. I won't call it selfishness because I don't know if he's selfish or not. Oh, but I'll call it lack of awareness. I, I'll call it lack of awareness because yeah. I feel like he wasn't being aware of his teammates in the situation with everybody. And that's pretty frustrating, man, especially for me as a fan um, to watch him do that. It was frustrating. I got to say, man, I, I can't call it anything other than selfish because that, that's exactly what it was. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, and he chose to do it, and then he chose to continue to kind of lie about it. You know what I mean? So I don't see any way where we can kind of go in a different direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it's, it was completely on him. It was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't on, it wasn't on anybody else. It was completely on him, and that's, and that's, that's the reality of it. Like, and basically, you know. I thought that I'm like I, before this happened. I'm like, you know what? You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers is kind of all in. Like, you know what I mean? He seems like he's, you know what I mean? Like this kind of proves like he really don't give a he really don't give a fuck what happens. Like you know what I mean? Like I after don't. this after this season, like that's kind of like a clear like. All right, well, you know what I mean? Because he's hinted he's hinted at retirement. He's hinted at, um, you know, going to host game shows and doing all this other stuff, but. As a fan, you know, uh, and a fan who stood by, you know, stood by him 
when he was like, you know, I want to get traded or I want to get released or I don't want to play. I'm not playing in Packers uniform ever again. I stood by him. Like, you know, I, I agreed with him. Hey, he's right. We need more weapons. We need you to draft X, Y, Z. Like, I was like, yo, I was with it. I can't be like, I can't fall on the sword for Will on this one. Like, I can't. There's no, I'm looking at it from every angle, and there's no way that I can defend it my, on my, this one. My problem is if you just like just own up to it, like it, it was, it was, it's the bullshit excuses. And then the kind of quote, like, yeah, I was, I want to say he was quoted, he quoted Martin Luther King at one point. Like, are you fucking stupid? Like, come on, man. Like, you're a lot smarter than that. Like, that's just like, that's like being like an asshole openly. Like, you know what I mean, about the situation? I, I, he is one. I mean, assuming he, I don't know that man, but these actions are just very curious to yeah, to see. But let's let's talk. Let's talk about the game. It's a board, <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It ain't going to stick to him. No. Um, yeah, they're not going to, if he lead the Packers, they're not going to be like, don't bring in this locker room cancer, wherever else he goes. I mean, it's like, very, like, uh, uh like, I honestly, I don't like talking about race all the time. Um, but when you see, like, people like Kyrie, who's vilified in the media, who's always, like, who's getting, who's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that he would do this, who's actively choosing not to do something versus somebody who chooses to do the wrong thing. Um, and they kind of, like, skate pass like you know and you wonder like is it race because like you know that's obviously there's a different sport um there's different rules there's different uh levels of stardom you know one's a big who's actually the bigger star here Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers right but he's the one that can skate by with uh you know and the issue my issue is the grace like, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers gets so much grace. He gets so much. Uh, he made a mistake. He probably he probably won't do that again. And, you know, and Kyrie gets vilified. I don't agree with Kyrie, and I'm not – and I don't disagree with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm indifferent. I'm just saying I don't agree with how people are talking about him and how people are treating him. Just – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Zay. Well, they're on different levels of their career right now, but Cam Newton still ain't working. And like you know, he lost his job out to some rookie, <laughs> and yeah, it went up and down. But it was the yeah, it was just like you know, I, I, the Saints couldn't use him now that Jameis is down. Um, you, I don't know. It's just the is it's not gonna it's not gonna stick, and, it, and I don't know that it should stick forever. That haunt you on this, you know. Hopefully, he didn't get anybody sick while he was doing this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just an interesting thing, but, in, in um, opinion, man, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Z, no, 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 you're good. Right. But, the the privilege was just hovering over the situation, like, you know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was hard to like, not see it. For instance, you know what I mean? You got some of your favorite ESPN, uh, media personalities or whatever, who were, I'm talking about, they were drilling Kyrie for not being vaccinated and whatnot. And then when it came to Aaron Rodgers, it was just like, oh, he's a liar. What? 
Like, you know what I mean? Obviously what, he's a liar. What, yeah, obviously he's a liar. What happened to all the name calling, all the all the disrespect, all the questioning his character that Kyrie was getting? But when it came to when it came to um, Aaron Rodgers, it's uh, oh well, he's a liar, and you know, man, he shouldn't have done that, and it was it was just real light, and the energy was just different, and it was very very noticeable. Um, but you know, they're not going to talk about that, and that's really all I have to say about it, is the energy was just different. So, Rome, you got a you got a glimpse of the future. What what do you what do you think about next year's Packers? It's gonna suck, bro. Man, let's see. if they don't go back to the drawing board, trade Jordan Love for a fourth round pick, salvage the the relationship, and look, really take a real good hard look at it, and say this is not, the guy isn't who we, we thought he was. You know, um, what did they think he was? That's what I'm the next to. Aaron Rodgers. Like they wasted the first on that man. They thought he was going to be the next Aaron Rodgers, which he could possibly still could be, right? Like he still could end up being a really good player. Um, this was his first time to play in the NFL game. He played preseason, which we all know now is just not the same. Uh, but it was his first chance to play in the NFL. He got blitz. We talked about it, and he got blitz like the highest. I've ever seen a quarterback get blitzed in modern era uh, football. Zig, what was his? What was the percentages of blitz that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs ran against Packers? Uh, let me look that back up again. I had it. Yeah, but they were uh, yeah they were going cover zero. <laughs> like, they were cover zero on arguably the best receiver in the game. He couldn't even throw the ball within like. And and the crazy thing about it is, Devontae Adams had one of the biggest catch radiuses in the NFL besides DeAndre Hopkins, right? He can catch the ball five yards this way or five to 10 yards to left, five to 10 yards above him, five to 10 yards to his right. And he was still missing it. That's insane. On cover zero. Bro, just throw a fade. Put him in a slot and throw, like, do anything. Like, he couldn't hit him on slants. He couldn't hit, like, man. And uh, the, the touchdown he scored was a dump off, and Alan Lazard made a little duck under move. And then mm-hmm. and dude tackled high, and then he got a touchdown, like by the grace of God. Like, but only reason why the game was that close because the Chiefs stink. Like, you know, yeah. if, if the Chiefs were any good, like we would have got blown out. But the Chiefs are awful. Um, commend our defense for playing I'm amazing. Say, man, shout out to y'all defense. Our they defense Chiefs for thirteen points. Our defense is oh my god, they are looking. They're looking like a Super Bowl defense. Like the the one time when we won the Super Bowl in two thousand ten. Uh, under Aaron Rodgers, we had a top 10 defense. That's the only time in his career he's ever had a top 10 defense. Man, so we have a chance to really win the game. But I I look back and I look at the stats because I watched the game live. I felt like we threw the ball too much. Yeah, so they blitzed him 69% of the time on third and fourth down. <laughs> so <laughs> they were coming for that man. They were heating him up. <laughs> and he had happy feet back there. Like, you know, um, he knew what was coming, and he never checked out of it. They were they were sending eight people at the line of scrimmage just staring at him, and then he would he would not check out of it. He was getting blitzed like them scenes of Waterboy. Man, it was <laughs> – they was running through the line. Uh but the Chiefs suck, and if, if we weren't playing them, we were playing any 
other good teams, we would have struggled. Um, uh, I don't know what the Chiefs are doing over there. They need to kind of. I don't know. Mahomes is in a is in a weird place. He's in a weird place. They well, which would be ironic, but not sad. They actually need some weapons. Like you know, they actually need to be looking at OBJ. Um, I think he should go. Obviously, obviously, I want him to go to the Packers. Uh, I think him and Devontae Adams together would be. I believe he said that that's that's where he wants to go as well. Well, if they I'm need me to drive him, I'm just saying. You want to pick him up? Is he still in Cleveland? If they Cleveland? need me to drive his stuff, I would take his stuff myself. I would drive it myself. Flirting heavy with Seattle right now, but that's a different topic. No, I would drive his stuff to. Well, I think to it was. Greenville. I think it was more of a topic because on the waiver wire, I don't know how serious of an option it is now that he's actually a free agent. He can go wherever he wants to go. Yeah. I'm yeah, the, I told you guys a couple weeks ago I didn't believe in the Chiefs no more. And you were right. Like, <laughs> like, right. You were right. I thought they were going to turn the car, be able to turn the corner, but the Chiefs suck, man. And uh, Mahomes suck uh, right now. Hopefully he gets better. Uh, just because they – I want him to be better because they, they painted him as the face of football. Two years ago they were saying he was the best quarterback they've ever seen in their life. Uh and these guys were just crowning him so early, uh, especially with the numbers he was putting up. So I would like him to be better just for – and he's a black quarterback, so I want him to be better for all those reasons. But right now he sucks. Jordan Love passed for more <laughs> yards than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So right now he sucks. He does suck. <laughs> Jordan Love has more passing yards than him, bro. And the same amount of touchdowns. Like, and less hey. attempts. <laughs> and timeout. And timeout. In timeout, let me say this. Our kicker missed two field goals, right? Like, you know, two makeable field goals. So if he makes these field goals, we're in the game. Like, this could be an overtime game. And, like, Mason Crosby, I don't know what we're doing, but he needs to go also. Like, you know, he has the most missed field goals in the NFL. Like, get him out of here. Go get Young Hoku or whatever his name is. Go get somebody to kick these field goals. Like this is ridiculous, man. He's missing. He missed the most field goals in the NFL, man. This is just. Well, one of those was black, right? Yeah, it, I don't care whose fault it was. It. <laughs> yeah, he, no, I. He had, just... he had one block and he missed two. That's enough to points to win. That's you win the game. You literally win the game with that, like, and I, and it's frustrating. Like, like I said, as a. As a fan, it's frustrating to watch, but as you know, a Green Bay Packer fan, I am angry. Like, what, like we could we could really won. Like, we could have won, bro. Like, yeah, you the the fact that they, you know, what I mean, that's not getting talked about enough because obviously, you know, Mahomes is struggling and Rodgers wasn't there, so it's kind of flying on the radar. Like, y'all really held them to thirteen points. Like, y'all had a I really had a chance. Bro, we missed two field goals. But if the defense balls out like this when Rodgers comes back, like, it's a scary team still, like. I mean, we have a, like, honestly, we have a Super Bowl shot. Like, you know, we have Super Bowl caliber coaching. Um, Our special teams suck. We muffed the punt. Dude wasn't even in the play and then just fell and touched the ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, outside of y'all defense, everybody played bad. Yeah. 
And we just want to sum it up the right way. Outside of the defense, everybody for the Packers played. Yeah, the special teams was awful, bro. They uh they missed three field goals. Dude muffed the punt. The dude who muffed the punt wasn't even he was the gunner on the side and got and failed and then touched the ball with his hand. Like, man, like, is this a because if Cleveland would have lost, they would have said that it was the Odell distraction all week. Nobody thinks this was a Rodgers distraction week that caused everything to. Oh, I mean, but the thing is, though, it's hovering. It's, the thing is about the Packers. Let's <laughs> it's hovering. The thing is, about <laughs> it the Packers, is. Nobody, nobody expected us to be this good with everything that happened in the summertime. So everything that's happening now is a pl- like is a plus. Like you know, it's a bonus. Like we. You know, oh, they weren't supposed to be this good anyway. So nobody expected us to be in first place eight weeks into the season. You know, um, so now it's kind of like, oh, they weren't supposed to be here anyway. So, but yes, it is. It's you no, know, this this loss is on Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's not on, even though Mason Crosby sucked and the play calling was not desired by me because you've got a rookie quarterback. This may be his third year, but he's a, what is it, second or third? Oh, second year. I think it's the second year. Is it second year? Mm. But he's a rookie. He never played before. You know what I'm saying? And you only rushed the ball 20 times. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? That was strange. Was, yeah. That with, was with, strange. with a Pro Bowl running back and then with a second round draft pick as a running back, you know what we had. When did when did Rodgers get uh when did they find out he had COVID? Wednesday, I believe, was his first practice. Um, they found out on Monday. Monday, so they, but you know, on Monday, uh, they played Sunday. Sunday. So then they take Monday off, and then he should have been practicing Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I kept reading that Wednesday was his first practice. So well, my my thing is, I'm trying to figure out. Do you think they feel like they, you know, what I mean, they had a game plan going into that game, and they just kind of stuck I don't, with I don't, that game I don't care. I don't care. You can't stick with, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know who you got. You can't do that. He's not that. Like, he's not, like, he, he don't Which even is really weird, though, because Kansas City's run defense is trash. Like, so I don't, like, I, like, really I, is, yeah, I, I have they, no idea. I feel like they just gave the game up. Like, all right, here y'all go. We're going to lose anyway. Let's just see what he got. Like, let's just throw him out there. Bro, if you get blitz, throw a screen pass. Don't do anything. <laughs> throw a what? Hey. You got you th- throw a wide receiver screen, throw a tight end screen, like you know what I'm saying. Do something to relieve the pressure. But anyway, I'm tired of talking about. It. They made me mad. Uh, so next week, week ten, um, we got a big game for the Browns. They go to New England, and if we know anything, we know Bill Belichick gonna scheme some stuff up. He's a schemer. He's one of the best scheming coaches in the NFL. It might be an easy scheme for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah just. Load the box and just and just see and see what uh, see if he can air it out. Yeah, so I don't know. The Browns should win. They actually not favorite right now. Um, they, they're they're one and a half points behind, but I think the Browns win. I mean I, that's 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 close. That's it's kind of like a pick. Yeah, it's like a pick and roll somewhere. But I would I would t- I think the Browns win. Um, I think their defense is good enough. And they get enough pressure on the quarterback to kind of confuse Mac Jones. They're getting healthy in the secondary. Uh, I think the Browns win. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. 
I think, I think <laughs> I take that back. I I retract my previous statement because I just looked at this list mm-hmm. and I forgot Chubb was on the COVID list. Yeah, yeah he got Darnis Johnson. Well, Chubb could be back because he, he is vaccinated. Yeah, he has to test negative. I think twice, twice. within twenty four hours of each other. Mm-hmm. Is it is it Ernest or Darnest? D Ernest. There's an apostrophe in there. So it's D Ernest. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, that's what's up. Okay, I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm assuming that uh, Chubb don't play. That Chubb don't play. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go New England. I'm not gonna go New England just, you know, I mean, just because I I don't like Baker. But it's more so just because, um, you know, Chubb. Like I said, he probably he's probably gonna be out. You don't have Hunter back him up. D. I don't know who that is. You know what I mean? That's going to be the third string running back or whatever. And it's in New England. And you know what I mean? Bill does well against young quarterbacks. I mean, and I'm, I'm pretty Is positive. Baker a young quarterback? No, he's not a young quarterback. He's not a very good one, though. <laughs> so so um, he, kind of fall, he kind of falls within that realm of young quarterbacks that just don't know any better. Um, but I mean, I don't see it being like a, like a blowout or anything like that. New England is still a tough place to play. You know what I mean, it's not. For sure. It's not saying anything against the Browns that they don't win there. Like you know what I mean, it's it's still a tough place to play. The defense is playing really well down there in New England, and you know, Mac Jones is 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 playing relatively well himself. So, you know, you never know. We'll see what happens. But I'm gonna go New England. Yeah, I, I I think I'm going to New England. Um, New England has the most interceptions in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns don't have anybody who can play outside the structure of the offense now, which when you're playing against Belichick, I think that's one of the times where you need to be able to improvise. If Belichick knows what your plan is and you're only going to run your plan, I don't really like your odds so much. Um, but... I mean, we, we will see how this goes for Baker in that situation. I am trying to look it up right now to see if they have a history against each other. But, um, yeah, I'm just not – I'm just not sold on them getting this done. So this will be his second time seeing Belichick. Belichick won last time. Um you know, 194 yards, one touchdown, one interception, sacked five times. Yeah, it was a, it was a Baker game. Was, yeah, so it it's um, it'll be very interesting to see how they handle coming off of that last week's success. Last week they had every reason in the world. I mean, it could have been a distraction, but they also had every reason in the world to hone in and you know make sure you get the job done. We'll see how it's handled this time. But you know what? You know what? I'll take that back. I'm taking the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns to win uh, Sunday because OBJ is gone. So, you know, that was the problem. So, you know, <laughs> so the Browns, they should, you know I mean? This should be good money. Yeah. <laughs> they should win every game for the you rest of the season. They, hey, man. You know so what I mean? Crown them. We're going to crown them. They crown them. The, the, the distraction is gone. You know what I mean? Baker, he had a he lit it up last week, you know. 
So, so you know, <laughs> no, it should, you know, what I mean, this should be this should be great. This is this should go into New England, and they should just you know, what I mean, should be a good win for them. So I'm going with the Browns. But he lit it up, bro. Yeah, he lit it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Odell's the first receiver in history to make his defense play bad. <laughs> like, so. Everything's his fault. Everything was OBJ's fault. He's not there no more, so everything should should run smoothly now. Yeah, let's move on. We talk about the Browns too much. Uh, <laughs> let's let's get back to the Week Ten preview. Kansas City Chiefs will be in Las Vegas. I think this is another test. Like you know, um, even though the Chiefs sucked last game, they won. You know, um, I whether I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. And so you know, um, they won a they won an ugly game against the the Packers last week, and now they have a chance to go to Las Vegas and kind of get back in that division, like, you know, possibly uh, because if you beat a team um, in your division, that's almost like two games, you know what I mean? And so if they beat the Raiders, which I don't think they will, but if they do, that'll help them get get back in the playoff picture. Yeah, that, that Packers game wasn't cute at all for them. You know, it was still, it was, it, was a, it was an ugly win, and I don't see their – I don't nothing changed for Kansas City really. They just lucked up and Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, wasn't looking in, in the eyes. You know I mean, he was at home or wherever he was at. But the issue still remains for Kansas City. They're still having the same problems. I think they're gonna get fucking worked by Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> I don't see I don't see like I don't see nothing changing. Like, I think they're gonna really get dog walked out there. Like they like I, I like I, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a a huge Las Vegas like supporter or anything like that. I don't think they're world beaters, but I still don't I don't think Kansas City is better than they are. Like, and that's just that's just my sentiments on it. You know, I could be wrong, but that's just how I how I look at it. Very if if this game was played a couple of weeks ago, I would have definitely taken Vegas. But between the Gruden thing, the Rugs thing. They just had to release a cornerback for threatening somebody with a gun on social media. Yeah, it's so much going on <laughs> that. Um, wait, wait, wait! We gotta talk about this. That's the wait moment of, of, of the week. What is his name? Um, Damon Arnett from the. He's a Buckeye though. Oh yeah. Um, Damon Arnett. He's a first round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, it's the first round pick last year. Just got drafted. What an idiot. You yeah. idiot. What? So I didn't hear what he said. I just seen the video. What exactly did he say? I can't remember the exact phrase. Give me a second because. And I'm dumb as fuck and I just got cut. <laughs> That's, what he, That's what he said. So when you get cut in the NFL, it's like they don't owe you any money. It's just you done? It really depends on a lot of things. I would imagine that this violated some sort of clause in his contract and they probably don't owe him a dime because if it didn't, they generally will try to find a way or an excuse to keep you on board rather than cutting bait. Um, Especially, you know, they're in Vegas. It's probably not like a lot of local pressure to get this guy off the team, but yeah, 
with so much that's happening right now. Um, and also, you don't want this guy to be on the team whenever he does do something stupid. Because then it does. I mean, not saying that this wasn't stupid, but if he actually goes after somebody and you're stupid. Yeah, your name is in uh, Aaron Hernandez type of situation. You don't want to be answering those kind of questions. Um, you know, hopefully things turn around for him. But, you know, this social media stuff. Mm. I don't know. It makes me sound like an old man. It's weird because, you know, social media can keep you out there forever or it can disappear in a few days. So it just depends on if it catches any steam or not and how bad a team needs a a corner. Is he a good corner? Is he a good player? I don't even know. He hasn't shown to be good yet, and people were kind of surprised by how early he was drafted, so he got that working against him. Plus, he also has all these other things. Like, he crashed four rental cars in, like, a month or something like that. Like, he just... Uh, he might not get another job. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he might be cooked. Yeah. year or two. But he, he cleared waivers, so he's out there, but... We still got one guy that I hate seeing on the field for the Packers, bro. He can't stand our cornerback, man. He's just not good at his job, bro. I hate, but anyway. Serviceable. We can move on. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about him. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers playing against the Seattle Seahawks. We weren't going to talk about this game, but there's a lot of steam on this game now. Now with the two quarterbacks returning for this game. Well, also, uh, it's some steam on this game because, you know, these are two of OBJ's top choices of, of the team. Well, I know before he cleared waivers, Seattle was one, but Green Bay is one of his top choices as well. So possibly, you know, I mean, obviously you probably won't see him in uniform on Sunday, but he could possibly be on one of these rosters by the time that game rolls around. Would do it like you, college and bring him in for a recruiting visit, <laughs> have him standing there. Yeah, would you rather go like so? If if you're OBJ, do you go to the better team who wins or the team that needs you? He said he wanted to play for a contender, so I think he go to whoever he, wins. So I gotta go to Green Bay because Seattle ain't contending for nothing. They not even make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say it. He said it through Josina Anderson. So, like, you know, he, he still hasn't said anything, but so they, she's plugged in. He might and, be plugged in. And he's really, you know, he's really smart, man. He's like, he's talking without actually talking. Without saying that. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he learned a game from a couple of people, I'm sure. <laughs> he got the right friends, the right friends, mentors. Yeah. Hey, man, do this. But uh, this game is going to be pretty interesting with both quarterbacks returning. I'm actually um, excited. I thought this game was going to be a snooze fest because we, we didn't know the quarterback situation, well, the starting quarterback situations. But seeing how they're – I know Russell Wilson is going to be playing. I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers will be playing as well. So it should be a very interesting game. I can't believe this isn't the Sunday night game. Right. Like, I just don't understand the respect factor going on with these, with these schedules. But they just scheduled some trash games in these marquee moments and is losing steam for the NFL. I don't know if the games are made by a computer or what, like, you know, but these are some marquee matchups that. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs Raiders game, they could pass. Yeah, each network gets the week to, it's my turn to have the the big game. 
But this week, if you just look at the primetime games, you got Baltimore, Miami on Thursday, Kansas City, L- Las Vegas on Sunday, and then the Rams and the 49ers on Monday. The best, I mean, the Chiefs Raiders is the best game. But they they not even that good. So we're gonna see. I don't want to talk too much about it, but I think I think we're gonna beat them. It's in Green Bay, Sunday afternoon. Um Russell Westbrooks, I mean Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson's first game back. I just got PTSD, man. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> I don't know. How, do you think Aaron Rodgers, like, what do you think? How the fans gonna treat him? Is the game in Green Bay or Seattle? It's in Green Bay. Oh, they're going to love it. Do you see what Jordan Love just did out there? They don't care. What <laughs> I don't know if they'd be upset about last week. You know, I mean, no, they you, don't care. You know how many people in Green Bay probably didn't, probably didn't get vaccinated? They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't care out there. Aaron Rodgers said a crazy quote. He said, I'm, he said, I'm not I'm not going on Fox News because I'm not their champion. I'm not going on CNN because I'm not their scapegoat. He's like, so it was pretty interesting. So he's pretty aware of the dynamics of uh, his choices, you know, and he still made that choice. So I just had to put that out there. But um, enough for the NFL for the week, man. Uh, I'm tired of talking about it because it's just a bunch of it's not crazy, not good stuff. Um, James Harden uh, still struggling right now. Is it... Do you think it's the foul calls? Uh, me personally, oh, Zig with the background change. <laughs> oh, okay. We switch it up. Slide it in. Like, <laughs> like, at least we see you, Zig. But um, I think from the I've seen some videos, um, and I've been very harsh on James Harden um, for his style of play uh, previous years, but I do think now that he is getting picked on by the referees uh, for some non-calls. I think that even though the way he played, manipulated the system, he actually changed the way the basketball was played. So he is one of the few people um, in in my lifetime that I've seen change the way basketball was played. Like, okay, um, for instance, Shaquille O'Neal changed the way basketball was played because – they had they, he let like you know the zone in the NBA was implemented to try hack to a hack a shack like you know you can't foul after a certain time. Um, mm-hmm. Steph Curry changed the way NBA is today because of the way Steph Curry shoots the ball. Um, the way that James Harden drew fouls and the way he added a step on the step back like he changed like you know as much as people may or may not like him. He changed the way the game has been played. Like the game will forever be changed because of James Harden. Now, will he get the credit or will people like him or dislike him because of that? But he did do that. The step back thing is really interesting. I've been thinking about that part. That that kind of gets lost because of the foul thing, but he really did add a step to the step back. He added a step to and he added a step to the uh the euro. The, the euro. Because he dropped it and he took a step before he picked it up. And now, and so that step don't count. And then you, t- you pick it up and you can take another. So he, I remember he, years ago, we were trying to break that down together. <laughs> yeah, like we, we was counting like, like one, two, one, two. Like, you know, so he changed the game forever. Um, did he manipulate some stuff? Of course. Sure. But he played within the rules. But that's what greats do. They manipulate they the rules. Manipulate the system. I mean, the rules. like, Wilt wasn't alive in my lifetime, but they said he wasn't allowed to jump. 
So, like, he's one of those people who's a pioneer in basketball. There's not a lot of pioneers in basketball. Let's just be honest. Um, they added the handshaking rule for Jordan. I forgot to say that. So Jordan was a part of that because they added that rule for Jordan with the handshaking. But he's getting – I said all that to say this. He's getting unfairly reffed. You know, um, sometimes he does grab people's arm when they reach in on him. But sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's actually a foul. But, but even if you reach in on me, yeah. that's a foul. Yeah, that is a foul. Like if your arm crosses my body while I'm dribbling – that's a foul. That that's a foul. But what he's doing is, is when you reach and he got he's good at it. When you reach in, he's, he's locking that arm. You know what I mean? And he can't do that. But when you reach in, that's a foul. I agree. Like you know, uh, like you can't like if you foul me, then I foul you back. But they call a foul on you. It's a foul on the first person, not the second person. You know, like so it should like I think he's getting unfairly refereed because of previous foul calls that they had to give him because of the rules. And now they're like, all oh, extra foul calls, F you. We're not giving you anything. But also, you know, I can't just sit up here and say, because James Harden is better than this. No, he's not. He's shooting terrible. He, he's better than this. Like, he's a better basketball. And he's so, he's so, um, he, he's gotten so caught. And that's, it's, you know, I mean, it's hard to stop doing something that you've been doing for you know, how long has he been in Houston? Or how long was he in Houston? Like eight, nine years or something like that. Long time. Um, it's hard eight to stop. It's hard, it's hard to stop doing something when you've been doing it for so long. But James Harden is a is actually a really good basketball player. You know what I mean? Outside of him drawing the fouls and shit. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like I can't sit up here and feel bad for him because he can he can get it done without that. You know what I mean? When he first got to Houston, he wasn't doing all this shit. Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't doing all the like trying to, you know what I mean, shoot 10 to 15 free throws a game. He wasn't doing that. He was getting buckets, you know what I mean, scoring without all all of the nonsense, you know what I mean? So, like, he needs to just, like, play. Just play basketball. Just play basketball. It's really irritating to watch, you know what I mean? And I get it. He is getting refed a little unfairly because he's getting fouled, but also he needs to just play the game like he knows how. Like, it's very clear there's video evidence of him being able to play without all the bullshit like no you're not wrong this, that's how he plays so the interesting thing that i saw in numbers because we keep saying that he's shooting terribly this is the best he ever shot the three in his career he's at 40 percent. never shot 40 percent from three around the rim within three feet he's shooting about 52 percent Unless he has just completely lost all of his lift or they're just not calling any hits around the basket because that's like he shot 67% at the rim last year and now he's shooting 52%. Like, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, he's not playing. He's just playing bad. Like, you know, the fouls aren't the only reason why he's playing bad, but he is playing bad. Like, you know, and I agree uh, about the refing. Like, I, I watched the game and they got away with some extra on him. Like yeah. I mean, a lot. A, but this is the this is like the give back that everybody been wanting. Like, you know, For sure. because he's been getting away with a lot of the funky, the funky uh arm grabbing and you know what I mean. 
throwing his hands up in the air, all kinds of crazy shit over the last, you know, maybe seven, eight years or so. And everybody won't they get back. That's all that's happening. But James Harden, you better than this dog. Start playing better than this. This is bullshit. Like, stop blaming the fucking refs. Yeah, the refs have a little bit, to, a little bit to do with it, with the fouls and stuff. And I get it, but man, you're way better than, than this. I, I think his roster also has something to do with it, because uh, they they don't have a really good team around him, and he's not really playing that well either. I'm not. He needs need to play better. Wow, not, KD is playing amazing right now, but you know, that's, yeah, he's. That's I mean, he's obviously he's arguably. Well, people are saying that Steph. We'll we'll get to that. Um. I went to a Lakers game this weekend. How was that, wrong? You went to a, a Lakers game in in a, in a really a really good city to go to a game. Especially um, a Lakers game. Yeah, I went to a Lakers game in Portland uh, this past weekend. I was I watched the game as much of the game as I could watch. Um, and I actually stopped watching the game in the third quarter and started talking to a little kid in front of me. Uh, so uh, that tells you how the game was going. Uh, I knew Brian wasn't playing, but I thought that the game would be more interesting than that. Mm. And then the first quarter, AD went out with a stomach ache. Um, you know, in the in the inside of the arena, you don't know what happened. Like you know, you just don't see him on the bench no more, and you're trying to figure out what's happening, what's going on. And then you look out there, just you know, now it's the Russell Westbrook show. Like you know, um, it's very hard to watch Westbrook. Like, it's hard to watch it live. Like, you know, it's hard to watch it on TV, but it's really hard to watch it live because you have a different vantage point than you have on TV. You can kind of, I can see the whole floor. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't, like, I can see everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I just don't get it. Like, you know, um, I just don't understand the decisions he makes. Um, he consistently makes bad decisions. I don't know if it's the ultimate self-belief or the ultimate ignorance, but he just makes so many consistent bad decisions. It's frustrating to watch. Um, and it's gonna be weird for me to say this, but I don't think he knows how to play basketball. Like, you know, um, and uh, people wanna be like, what MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't think he knows. Think I don't think he thinks the game at a high level. I'll say that. Can he? Um, you said you watched for the kids. I'm surprised they let kids see the Russell Westbrook show. You need to cover their eyes from that one. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, so that game, he was one for thirteen with six turnovers. I <laughs> I don't know that I've seen a worse game. Um, he was missing layups, bro. It, and yeah, it when you want it when it turns into the Russell Westbrook show, and he's getting outplayed by you know Austin Reeves and like just and then looking at the way the guys are playing in Washington who were dealt for him, I don't really know that. I don't. This ain't something I can look at and say that when LeBron comes back, it fixes everything. Um. I really don't know what you do with a player with such a high usage who's turning it over and can't shoot. Well, um, 
guess it's my turn to go. <laughs> um, I I watched literally like three minutes of this game, and it was getting smashed. I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to even. I'm not about to even continue on. But I I definitely have watched enough to understand that. You know, you know, there's this narrative out here that Wessel Westbrook plays hard, and he does play hard. But what doesn't get talked about enough is he only plays hard on one end of the floor. You know, Russell, Russell Westbrook is probably one of the, if not the most athletic guard or point, ever. Guard, point guard ever. Ever. For him to be that athletic and as quick as he's always been, he's really bad defensively. Like, really bad. Like, I don't, I don't think people understand when I say really bad, I mean he's really bad defensively. And for him to have those attributes of, you know I mean, being a, a very athletic player, a quicker player, um, uh, you know, he shouldn't – it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? And, and then for him to play as hard as he plays on one end of the floor, like, that – there's no way that that shouldn't contribute – that shouldn't roll over to the other end at some point. And it's really glaring. Like, you know, you don't watch, you you know what I mean? You understand that players are good, but when they come to your team, you really get to watch. You see everything. Like, you really get to see. You see everything. And his decision-making is, and you know, everybody's hanging their hat on, well, you know, he figures it out. He always starts bad, and then he figures it out. What if he don't figure it out? Then what? <laughs> yes. Either way, then nobody's taking 44 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Then what? Like, what, what happens if he, like, because that's what all people keep saying. Like, you know, he started slow in Houston. Then he started to pick it up. He started slow in, uh, where's he at last year? Washington. Washington. Then he started to pick it up. Um, but nobody's you know, taking it. Like, he's been traded to three teams in three years. Yeah. I mean, this is a reason you keep getting traded. It's not a coincidence. Um, you know, and I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, and, and I and what I what I hang my hat on is I feel like when LeBron is in the game and he's missed like three or four games earlier this season. So I would so you know LeBron if LeBron's there, I don't think they blow the lead though, Casey. I just don't. Because he's gonna have the ball in his hands and he's gonna make the proper decision. And he's the only person that could probably take the ball out of Russ's hands in those situations. I don't think but but as far as them moving down down the road towards it, you know what I mean, down the season, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like they're probably gonna have to make some kind of changes to this roster mid-season, like you know, like they've done pre- in previous years with LeBron and teams. Cause they can't trade anybody to like mid-December. Yeah, no, what I'm saying, I I'm talking I'm talking more so closer to the trade deadline. So yeah. So they're probably going to make some changes. Russell Westbrook probably won't be one of those changes. You know what I mean? But first of all, they have to get their whole team healthy. Like once their whole team is out there, I think it'll be a little bit more manageable. It probably will be a lot, it probably be a little lot more difficult for Vogel because he'll have all these guys. But then you can get to actually get to weed out what's not working. You can you can stop playing stop playing the Rondo Westbrook lineup. That's such a bad idea. That's that's such a bad idea. And Vogel like loves it. He's like gonna die on the soil for that lineup. And I don't understand why. It's just so that, 
glaring how but, bad you know, they are without Brown. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I wasn't going to judge the Lakers until after 10 games. Right now we're at 11. But they play their 12th game or something like that tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, they're uh, they're an average team at best right now. They're average. You know what I mean? That's being that's being kind. Um, they're 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 average right now. After ten games, I can find that they're just the average team. They're not a championship contending team at all right now. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Are you saying they're average with LeBron or average no, without them? Well, he's missed three or four games already. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? If you if we just like you know what I mean? If we if we look at it in the grand scheme, um, I'm going off of what they look like right now. And he's not playing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm going off of that. And they're an average team at best. Now, when he's out there, they can compete with probably anyone, obviously. But he hasn't been out there. So it's average. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to doubt the man, but there's heavy lifting at 37 by the time playoffs come around. That but real yeah. heavy lifting for sure. Um, I would expect. Anthony Davis to hit another gear come playoff time, but I just oh, don't. I'm, I'm glad you said that. And I'll no, go ahead. I'll let you go real quick. I need Anthony Davis to stop shooting so many, stop shooting threes. Like just stop shooting threes, period. Like I don't think he should shoot any threes. I, I really, I really don't. I really don't. Like I have Zick, can you look up his percentage from three? Percentage from three this year or no, this year. This year. All right, so this year right now he's shooting twelve and a half percent from three. It's only ten games, bro. But he, <laughs> he, but he, he, be he put up, up. twenty four. He's made three. So that's what I'm saying. He be getting them he up. Should, he should definitely shoot less threes. Like cut that down, man. Cut he it down. He's, he shot the most twos in the league, though. He's he's getting up his twos. That's where his FGAs up. Well, that's where you need to live at. Yeah. If you look at their roster, who else supposed to shoot uh, right now? Wayne but, Edmonton? But Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Yes. Melo yes. been, <laughs> been in his bag. Uh, he's been really playing extremely well. Um, it's weird how well Melo fit into that system and, and how great he's playing. You know, um, Melo's out there playing carefree, and he's really balling on him. You know, and I'm, and I'm happy. I actually seen Melo this weekend um, walking out of a restaurant. And I, I'm not even gonna lie, I, I hugged him. Like he, he that he reached his hand out. I can't. I brought him in. I said, <laughs> Bring it in, Melo. <laughs> you know, just dap me up on the slide. You know what I'm saying? I, I champion for you, Melo. He don't. You know I didn't say all that, but I did tell him I was proud of him because I am. You know, um, I'm proud of his resilience, and I'm proud that he's. You know, he's a year older than me, and he's still out there going crazy. Uh, so he's he's this is the best he played I think since New York. I mean, he was over fifty percent last week when we brought him up. He's still shooting fifty two percent from three. <laughs> Yo, these Wilson basketballs. I know a lot of people complaining about them, but Melo need a deal. <laughs> oh, listen, man, he need to talk to because uh, actually we were going to talk about the Wilson ball uh, later on. There's a lot of people complaining about the new ball. Um, should do you think Zig uh, that players should have a choice or say so in what ball that they use. Well, it depends. Um, I know, well, first of all, I know a lot of these, it depends. I know a lot of these people grew up 
playing with balls with lumps on <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Like oh, you can't even think of you can't even talk about that now because they they are so spoiled by the time you get to that level. Yeah, like the smooth ball, <laughs> all that. <laughs> but yeah. um, the the last time that they switched the ball, they wound up switching back in season. Um, Spalding switched what the yeah. game ball was like, yeah. and it didn't go so well. But they were complaining that they were getting cuts on their fingers, um, you know, things of that. Like that was actual. I don't want to. I don't know if I call it injuries, but there was like physical toll from that. Um, yeah, I don't think that. I guess I don't think that you like that, that's a league thing. I understand why it's a league thing. Um, I don't know. Like my heart says, like ball is ball. <laughs> like, um, I, I get it. It's an adjustment. It takes some time, but you played in various leagues. You played with various basketballs. You know they're not the same. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, the how do you feel about that? The Adidas basketball is by far the worst basketball I've ever touched in my life. Um, but it's different because uh, when you play in multiple leagues in one year, you play with different balls in each league. So, it, like, like uh, you know, we played in Champions League on Tuesday. You got to play with a different ball. You play in the French League on Saturday, you get a different ball. And so it's difficult. But we're used – you know, I don't want to say we're used to it, but it's something that we have kind of like – we got – we just like, all right, man, well, this is just what we got to do. Um, but on the NBA level – where there's guys who are kind of like a staple in the league, like you know, like you know, the top. I don't know what you want. How many guys are in the contract for multiple years? What seventy uh, percent of the NBA? Um, they're they've been in the league and they're going to be in the league. Like you know, I think it's different than Europe. They should have a choice. You know, they should have some say uh, about which ball they use because they the one using it. You know, um, how some man in the office going to sign a deal to? pick which ball I use um, even though that's kind of petty and they and you write the ball is the ball and pick it up and make it like you know um, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I'm torn I'm 50-50 you know um, on which ball should be used and which ball shouldn't be um, I mean to me I mean it's just it's going to be something that they're going to have to adjust to because it's not enough people actually complaining about it at least not a lot you know what I mean um, most people are you know, I mean, are the shoot Zig are the shooting numbers down across the league, or what are the shooting okay. numbers? Everybody so, <laughs> so this year, the um, so far the average three point percentage is thirty four percent, and the average field goal percentage is forty four. So thirty four and forty four, and if you go back to last year, the average three point percentage was 36 and the average field goal percentage was 46. The thing is you can't really account for just the ball because now you allowed a little bit more contact on defense. Like they put in a lot of variables, so you can't really like there's a two percent so. decrease from year to year, but you don't know what to attribute it to. And that's not so that's, that's not a lot though. It's not a that's it, not a significant difference. Yeah. It, it's just some people, Joel and B came and complained about it. Um, you know, it, it seems to be affecting some people more than others. Um, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think that this is something that, like with most change, there's always an initial pushback and then you adjust. 
Yeah. And I think as you get more reps, I don't know how many people got this ball in the off season to even work with it. Um, and like I joked about a ball as a ball, but it does affect. <laughs> like it's just and, something like it feels different. Mental, and it's mental as well. You know, um, until you get adjusted, it's going to, and some people have that mental block, like, uh, I can't shoot with this ball, you know, and once it gets in your head and you know how people are with their mental mind nowadays, uh, once it get in your head, it's stuck. So I, I think that, I, like you said, they'll adjust eventually and a ball is a ball and you don't have to just make it. Um, there's been a lot of controversy in the Phoenix Suns organization, um, is it Sarver or Server? Sarver? Sarver. The owner. Uh, Robert Sarver. Uh, yeah. Um, he's been doing a lot of misogynistic things, um, a lot of racial things. Uh, he's been quoted using the N-word in multiple scenarios. He's been uh, quoted doing multiple sexist things to the women workers. Um, and it's a very... It's a very <laughs> How do guys like that make it that far? It's hell, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like guys like that are usually surrounded by guys. Guys like that. I don't know. I'll, I'll just say is that, you know, when when money, when, you know, certain certain people a certain caliber of a person has a certain amount of money and they have that hovering thing that I've been referencing back to. Um, you know what I mean? Like he don't walk, he float. Huh? <laughs> he don't yeah. walk, he float. Yeah, you know what I mean? And they just tend to get be able to get away with certain things that, you know, certain other people wouldn't be able to get away with. You know what I mean? But then, but then on top of that, you know, some people... And I'm not excusing none of that, you know what I mean? They get, they get, they get, they feel threatened because it's like, you know, if you don't let me do this, you're going to lose your job. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Whatever the case may be. And it's been plenty of numerous, you know what I mean, situations over history of that kind of shit going on. You know what I mean? But it's, as, as, as forthcoming as the NBA is, it's really interesting that, you know, obviously it's out there now. So now they're dealing with it. But as far as I find it hard, for, I find it hard to believe that nobody knew about that, about the bullshit that was going on in the Suns organization before this, before all this got out. Uh, I mean, he was, he was openly saying the N-word to certain people. Um, when you, like certain people say and do certain things around certain people. Like for me, for instance, I don't curse around my children and my mother. Like, but if I'm around you, I will cuss freely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we're on that level where I can cuss around you. You won't look at me crazy. Um, just, I think that he, when he gets around people that allows him to say the N-word uh, or any other kind of negative words that he that he was saying, uh, the people that pushed back, he got rid of them. Or he didn't say those things around him. Um, and he was like, you know, I, I've seen quotes where he was saying like something about we got niggas on the team, we need a nigga coach. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's like that's ridiculous. Folks like that. Like, you know, um, so I just don't understand how we lasted this long. 
this situation is a little bit different than the Sterling situation um, for a number of reasons. Um, he just got this team in 2004. Uh, <laughs> this ain't no long time, you know, long time owner, not to say that, that made it better for Sterling, but like they just brought this dude in. So like getting him they, out, I don't they think they haven't had much success since he's had the team. Like, the but then he had the team in the NBA finals and the WNBA finals last year. But besides that, yeah, it hasn't really been a whole lot to it. The other thing that I found that was different was that Sterling, Donald Sterling was born in 1934. Civil rights and stuff came along. He was in his 30s. Sauver was born in 1961. So he, 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 he was after the Jim Crow era. He knows better. Like his 20s were in the 80s. Like, He's not that he's 60 years old. He just turned 60 year old like last week. Um, so even though it, I'm not excusing Sterling, like there's a whole different like this dude never had that. Like, it's not like you're trying to get this man to revert back to something that he's been doing for 40 years or something like that. He's just an asshole. Um, like, um, you know. He made his money the same way that Sterling did through real estate. So, you know, I don't know what kind of people you interact with like that. But once you get to a certain level, you know, generally people do let you say and do whatever you want to as long as you have the money. And I think it's just another showing of um, of privilege. He, um, you know, he hasn't been a great owner. He. He's been very, very cheap since he got the team, as you saw what happened with Aiton. Um, you know, this guy isn't doing anybody any good by being in the league, so I can't see anybody fighting too hard to keep him in there. Um, I don't know how long this is going to take to play out, but I don't foresee foresee him having the stay in power that, you know, Mark Cuban isn't talking about anymore, although he didn't go to this extreme. He still did have the sexual harassment in the organization and all that. But um, I don't think they consider this guy an asset. And I, um, while his wife is out threatening everybody who said anything about him. Um, She's making it worse. Like it yeah, I, I don't I don't know if this is going to last very, very much longer. Also, whenever he bought the, the signs, you know, I don't know how much they dug into him because he bought them for um, a record amount at the time. No team had ever been sold for, I think it was $400 million or something like that. $401 million. Now teams go for billions. This is a different ball game. So he'll get punished by making like $1.6 billion off of his purchase. That's his punishment. Good job, dickhead. Um, so what happened with the Blazers front office? The Blazers front office has a GM who is making all the women uncomfortable, carrying on. Like, it's the same kind of situation that we had in Minnesota at the beginning of the season where, except for that was a relationship. Um, it's just management it's just, pretty much everywhere. It's just a privilege just be hovering, man. I'm talking about, like, it's just always hovering. I'm going to keep using that word because it's just always there. Right. It's just floating above your head. And, um, you know, once you get to a certain level, like we always say, um, you feel untouchable. It's the Superman complex. Uh, and a lot of these guys have a Superman complex. And 
the guy who's going to be judging you is a guy like you or a guy that empathizes or sympathizes with you. And so if you have that kind of guy who's the guy who's supposed to check you or judge you, um, you're not going to get much pushback from it. You know, um, a lot of these guys, if you did something wrong, they don't even fire you. They just change your positions. And so you go work in a different department. Like, you know, let's move him over here away from all the girls. Like that solves the problem. Like, you know, um, and, and that's the issue. Uh, a lot of these guys get grace and a lot of other guys get the hammer. You know, um, you get thoughts and prayers for one type of people and then you get fired in jail time for other types. Uh, I don't think it's fair, but it is what it is. Hopefully both of these guys get fired and they lose their tenure and they don't get pensions. And hopefully that the, the sons get bought for a record low and that he don't make a, a billion dollars. Um, but anyway, enough with the negative talk with the front office. Let's talk about on this day in history. The late great one. Nate Thurman. Packers very own. Nate, they, they got a mural of him at Summit Lake. It looked like well, somebody good. painted it with his feet. Well deserved. <laughs> they need to redo my man Nate's mural. <laughs> he needs something. But what did he have him today? I believe on this day in 1965, Nate Thurman had 18 points and 42 rebounds. Man, that is disgusting, bro. Do you know how hard it that's, is to get that's, 42 that's, rebounds? That's nasty. You know, teams don't even, sometimes teams don't get 42 rebounds. Do you know how hard <laughs> it is to get 42 rebounds, bro, in one game? That's like, I've never heard of that. You know, um, in the NBA, uh, it's, it's probably easier because they get a lot more possessions. And that, in that era, that was a, a fast-paced era. And so, you know, they were shooting it very fast and getting a lot of shots up. So, it must have been a lot of misses that day. If he had 42 rebounds, that's ridiculous, man. So shout out to the Nate, Nate Thurman, the late, great Nate Thurman. Dang, that was hard to get out. The late, great Nate. Um, and, man, that was a tongue twister. Acker's very own, man. So that's a that boy good and uh, on this day in history. With that being said, we're going to end the show on a good note. This is your guy. Rome Trav. It's your boy, Amp Anderson. Don't forget, it's always hovering. <laughs> it's your boy, Ziggy. <laughs> no outros, just intros. <laughs> it's always hovering. It's always hovering. Always hovering. <laughs>